Welcome to the Deeside Donkey Podcast. On this episode, we will be learning about bitting and dentistry with Alice Strang Steele from Duke's Vets. Hope you enjoy. Billy makes me smile my way. Um, so yeah, I've just only sort of found out about this a couple of hours ago um, and was planning to wash my hair this evening, so I do apologise for the state of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I should have told Jim I was busy, but anyway, I've kind of thrown something together and I apologise because I've got my notes on my computer to glance at because Jim sent me his slides but as always Jim's thoughts were all in his head and it was just a few pictures of head x-rays so I don't really know what he was going to say about them so I've thrown together some of my thoughts and some pictures um, but yes yeah, so I'm Alice from Jake's Equine Vets um, and um, I'm going to talk about dentistry and a little bit about bitting and donkeys and small ponies. I'm not really an expert on bitting but by any means um, and it's very much kind of dependent on what works for your pony and how they go um, and what you're doing with them. Um, I also had great fun throwing this together because I was trying to find pictures of donkeys and I worked in a charity equine hospital in Morocco during my final year of vet school so I just dragged up loads of pictures of donkeys from that and it made me really happy to look at them again. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically here's me treating lots of donkeys. I like to think they save lives, but there we go. <laughs> um, so the, uh, this is a skull that was found in Africa somewhere, possibly by Jim, possibly not. Um, and basically it's estimated that the age of this skull is a seven-year-old donkey. Um, because the third incisors here aren't fully in wear. Um, and this is really interesting because it was a wild donkey. Um, I think it was actually shot. Um, it was a wild donkey, and its teeth are actually really well worn down compared to a pony age seven that we've got on a domesticated lifestyle and we're giving it hard feed. Um, we would expect much sharper points in a pony if it had never had its teeth rasped, whereas a donkey that's lived for seven years in the wild and it's grazed entirely on... Um, rough forage it's actually worn its teeth down really quite well um, so um, basically we would usually well you see it to some extent here but we've got um, sharp enamel points along the outside this is upside down top half of the skull um, so along the outside of the upper arcade here and along the outside up here we've got sharp enamel points which would be much sharper in a pony if you'd never rasped its teeth for seven years um, and this is the lower arcade. And what we see in donkeys is that the lower arcade is considerably narrower than the upper arcade. Um, the difference in horses is about 23 to 25% in width. In donkeys, it's a 30% difference in width. Um, and that just means that there's more scope for them to get sharp points. Um, because basically when um, both horses and donkeys, when they're grazing, um, I was, if I'd been at work today, I would have picked up the skull, but anyway, um, I wasn't, I was washing my hair. Um, if you have a, a horse's skull like this, um, they grind their teeth from side to side and they do it on one side and then they change and they do it on the other side. So what happens is the inside of the lower teeth, this is the lower um, part of the skull, um, called the mandible, 
um, the inside of the lower teeth become sharp, and as we saw before, the outside of the upper teeth become sharp. And because the donkey's bottom part of its skull is much narrower, that can happen to a greater degree in a donkey compared to a horse, if that makes sense. Um, so things that we look out for as signs of dental disease in donkeys are very similar to horses, but it's also worth being aware that a horse or a pony or a donkey can show no clinical signs of dental disease whatsoever. Um, especially donkeys are very stoic. Um, they kind of carry on. They're quite good doers in general, so they might not drop weight, and actually their teeth might not be great. Um, so they might be, if they have dental disease and it's um, causing a problem, they might be quidding and dropping food. Um, so things you might notice as an owner in their feeding behaviour, um, you might notice abnormal sounds or an abnormal like chewing as they're moving their mouth from side to side. Um, if they're struggling to eat properly at the feeders and the drinkers, you might see some dropped food. And actually, particularly in drinkers, donkeys can drop their food into their drink whilst they're trying to drink their water. Or sometimes clever donkeys will drop their food into their water to soften it to then eat it. Um, other signs of when they've got particularly severe um, dental disease, they'll lose weight. Um, you might notice a bad smell from the teeth. Also, if their teeth are particularly diseased and you end up with a sinus infection as a result, um, you can get a nasal discharge. That's a common sign of underlying dental disease in equids. Um, and commonly, dental disease is um, considered as a factor if you're getting repeated colic episodes. Um, so this donkey here was actually one we were treating in Morocco that had an impaction colic and we were trying to rehydrate it, hence the fluids. Um, and then a particular issue in donkeys that you don't see so often in ponies is hyperlipemia, um, where they start to metabolize fats um, abnormally because they aren't getting their um, nutrition in. Um, so how often should we look at a donkey's teeth? Um, it's quite similar to horses in some ways. Basically, um, from zero to five years old, they probably won't need rasping at this stage, but you want to check their teeth for any signs of abnormal um, abnormalities, basically. So if their teeth aren't quite meeting and occluding properly, that's going to lead to problems down the line. So you want to identify this earlier, um, just so you can kind of minimise the risk and you can keep an eye on it. And then from when they're five to sort of 15 to 20 years old, you probably look at them every year. Horses we tend to do every six months, particularly if they're in ridden work. Um, but every year you might, you'll probably look at them, rasp as necessary and identify problems. And then once you get beyond like 15 to 20 years, more problems tend to arise. And I definitely would recommend every six months um, for donkeys at this stage as well. Um, so what will the vet look at when we come to see the donkey um, and to do a dental examination? Um, so we'll ask the client about how the, um, the donkey or the pony is eating, if they've noticed any problems, any weight loss, um, dropping any feed. Um, you might also notice, um, or a vet might be particularly interested in droppings as usual, um, so look at the faeces, and if there's like undigested grains, this can suggest that a horse or pony isn't um, digesting their food properly. Um, and then we'll look at the head and we'll move the kind of jaw from side to side to assess their chewing. Um, we'll look at how their teeth are in, whether they're in good occlusion. And we can put some pressure on different joints to assess for any kind of pain. Um, and then we get into looking inside the mouth. Um, we, a lot of this is done by feel, 
um, a bit, varies a bit from vet to vet. I like to do a lot by feel, but you can also use a head torch, a mirror. Um, sometimes we use a like video camera to look at the teeth, um, depending on what we find. And then, depending on what we find, we might need to do additional investigation, um, radiography, and taking X-rays. Sometimes, um, if they have like sinus problems, we use a camera. Um, and it's, that's called rhinoscopy. Um, so the kind of tooth problems we might see in donkeys, I'm just going to kind of chat about a few. Um, so you can see developmental disorders, as you would in ponies as well. Um, particularly common in donkeys is like an overbite or an underbite. And this means that your teeth then don't meet properly, so they don't grind properly. And that's when you get sharp hooks, usually on um, the... So this tooth here is... Um, what we've got, this would be tooth 206, which is at the front of the upper arcade on the left. And because the lower arcade is slightly set further back, so this donkey would have an overbite, um, we get a sharp hook here because it's not grinding down against the opposite surface. Um, we would also, there would be a high chance that the back of this arcade, because that's set further back, number 11, would probably have a hook as well. And that can actually cause a huge amount of pain. Um, to donkeys and horses um, and just simply reducing those overgrowths can have a huge effect and it's, it's actually really satisfying as a vet to do that because you get an instant improvement in comfort levels. Um, other things that can happen is you can get like extra teeth, um, so these are called supernumerary teeth where they grow um, an extra tooth usually at the back of the um, mouth, at the back of the arcade of teeth. Um, this can cause problems if there's a gap between them and then food can get packed in between. You can get abnormal eruptions, um, displacements, and then kind of acquired things that happen as, um, as the donkey gets older, particularly as it gets towards um, kind of late teens and into its 20s. Um, you get loss of teeth. This is very similar to ponies. You um, lose teeth, particularly if they've got disease around them um, or caries within the teeth. Um, as I said, you get those overgrowths. Those are quite common. You can get fractures. Fractures in donkeys' teeth are particularly common if they're grazing on very hard or stony ground because they're biting hard things. Um, if they have a fracture in the, an incisor at the front, this usually isn't so much of a problem because it tends to just be on the side of the tooth. But any kind of fracture in a cheek tooth will involve the pulp cavity, so it needs to be thoroughly investigated um, to see the depth and what kind of structures are involved underneath, and it might well need to be removed. Um, other kind of tooth-related problems that we see, we see a lot of um, soft tissue problems. Um, so this can be where you've got sharp hooks like that or sharp enamel points, and that just causes ulceration and, and real, really, really sore cheeks sometimes in the horses or sore tongues, and you can see these quite painful ulcers. Um, and you can also get kind of soft tissue damage if you've got a poorly fitting bit or restraint system, just like sores on the corners of the mouth and things like that. Um, that was particularly common in Morocco, I saw quite a lot of those. Um, let's get back to where I am. Oh, yeah. Nice, zoom in, that was Jim. Um, so, kind of in general, a trend we see with horses, donkeys, ponies, um, with anything with um, dental pain, is that it tends to kind of build up gradually over time, and it's not like you know, if a horse goes lame, you know pretty quickly. Um, 
and it can be quite a subtle change in behaviour. So we've had some that have gone, um, you know, the owners just always thought, oh, they're a bit quirky, like it's just them and they're just a bit funny behaved. And then something throws up on their dental examination, you end up treating it, for example, um, removing a, a, a dodgy tooth. And actually they the owner then reports a massive improvement in behaviour, which they never thought was really a problem in the first place. Um, so again, that can be quite satisfying. Um, but donkeys can also be very stoic and not really tell us when they were uh, in pain with their teeth. Um, so these are a couple of recent cases that Jim was going to talk about. So um, this was a 17-year-old Irish sports horse. Um, it was on a really well-managed yard. It had regular routine dental examinations. The owner wasn't really concerned about anything. Um, but then when we did a dental examination, you could like feel a gap between the teeth. So what we have here is this is called a diastema. Um, and these can either, um, the horse can be born with them or they can acquire them as they get older, um, where there's a gap forming between the teeth and then food gets packed into that gap. Um, and that can cause inflammation of the gum around it and it's really quite painful. Um, if the infection then kind of gets into the tooth, it can cause a kind of a, a host of other problems. So what we do with um, this diastema here, this is very bizarre because this is not in the slideshow that I've got here. <laughs> so I am freestyling now. Um, I haven't seen these before, so I don't know where these, how he's got these in, but he's obviously watching me. Um, but anyway, so what we do with these diastema is we widen them. Um, so they come up to dike head because you have to sedate them really heavily for this. Um, so we put them in stocks and we make, it, make the gap between the teeth wider. So this is a diastema burr across here. And we've got to be careful that we avoid this pulp cavity. So we do a little bit and then we check it with the camera and then we do a little bit more. And um, the whole time you're kind of keeping it cool, checking what you're doing. And it can be quite a bit of a painful procedure for the horse, but as soon as you get it down to the level of the gum, that trapped food no longer gets trapped in there. You no longer get the pain around the gum. Um, and they, they can be so much more comfortable with this procedure. So this is it after it's been widened. So this slide I have got. Um, so the kind of treatments we're looking at for, um, for diets, I love this. This is the ambulance when I was in Morocco for the ponies and donkeys. They were like literally up the back of a pickup truck. Um, usually like a dental thing is probably not an ambulance job, but anyway. Um, so for treatment, um, we have our kind of our rasping where we'll reduce the overgrowth either with hand rasps or um, an electric rasp. Um, if they have the diastema gaps between their teeth, we widen them. Um, if we have teeth that are fractured or infected, um, then we would ex extract them. That involves kind of um, reducing the gum around it, and then it's quite a lengthy procedure. It can take two or three hours, um, and a lot of huffing and puffing from Jim. Um, because their teeth, depending on the age, if they're really, really old, just ping them out with your fingers. But <laughs> um, a younger horse can, or donkey can have a tooth root like this and only that much above the surface of the, of the gum line. So it takes quite a long time to really gradually just work it down, break down the attachments to the gum. Um, but it's quite satisfying when you do get them out. Um, we also look at modifying the diet depending on what the problem is. So if you have a very, a much older donkey or pony, you have to look at um, what you can give them soft food, um, 
you know, mashes and things like that and making sure they're still getting a balanced diet. Plenty of balancer. <laughs> um, oops, I don't know what I've done there. Um, and also, if we're doing kind of dental procedures, rasping usually wouldn't require any um, pain relief, but diastomal widening extraction, that can be quite sore. Um, so we're given some pain relief when we do that, possibly antibiotics as well. Um, so this horse uh, was a 14-year-old warm blood. Um, the owner didn't really have any particular concerns. Um, you know, recently it had been well in itself and then went to see it with a right-sided um, nasal discharge. And again, this one had always just been a bit quirky in its behaviour, but never really thought it was in pain, never really thought there was a, a reason for it. Um, so we went to see this right-sided nasal discharge, and one of the things we would look at for that was kind of various investigations we would do, but one thing would be to look at the teeth. Um, so, yeah, as Jim says, always check the teeth. Um, and then possibly, depending on what we find, we would then look with a camera. This is um, the camera up, looking at the larynx. Um, not exactly sure why he was looking at the larynx for that. But anyway, we would also x-ray if we found something with the teeth. So in this particular horse, um, it when we checked the teeth, Jim, uh, I think this was his case, he basically found this horse had an extra tooth. So this is one of the supernumerary tooth cases. So head x-rays are all a bit baffling, but anyway, um, this is the upper arcade of teeth and the lower arcade here. And in the cheek teeth, they should have six up, upper and six lower. Um, and if you count this, you've actually got seven upper teeth. So there's a supernumerary tooth at the back here. Um, and that extra tooth was growing out of the same root space as the one in front. So you had two teeth growing out of the same root space, but there was a gap between them because there were two separate teeth which basically meant that food could get in between, get packed, um, and infection had got in. So what we see here um, is this big cloudy area up here. That's within the sinuses. So in a horse's skull, you've got these air spaces to make it lighter because the horse's head's really big and heavy, and otherwise they'd probably just fall over. Um, so you've got these air spaces to make it lighter, and they should be black. They should be full of air. Um, so this is what we call the rostral uh, maxillary and caudal conchal sinus, something like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jim was on the phone to me, I couldn't hear a thing he was saying. He's like, yes, look at this x-ray. Um, anyway, this is those sinuses full of pus, um, which is why the horse is really, really sore and why it was crabby, crabby in behaviour. Um, so this horse uh, had the supernumerary tooth removed, um, the sinus splashed out, and it was treated with antibiotics. It improved um, massively and was a lot more comfortable and was no longer quirky in its behaviour. So that was good. These x-rays aren't in there either. Just move something up, Alice. This is really Right, okay. So this is more of the This is really baffling. Anyway, okay. Maybe that's the one he was talking to me about. Um, we'll go back. This one I recognise. Um, so this is a horse that I went to see um, on a Sunday evening, and it had quite rapidly come up with a massive swelling on the left side of its face. 
um, with a left-sided nasal discharge as well. And it was really, really painful around that swelling on the left of its face to touch. It didn't want its head collar put on. It didn't want anyone near it. Um, so we initially treated it with antibiotics and pain relief, and it sort of settled down a little bit. Um, but then came back when we stopped the antibiotics, which is quite common. We would try that first, and then it comes back. Um, so what we found with this horse is, again, we then looked at its teeth because of the nasal discharge and the swelling. Um, and this horse had, um, I don't know if you can see here, basically got two clear lines here, straight lines. So those are what we call fluid lines in the sinus. Um, so the way the horse's head is positioned, those would have been parallel to the ground, and that's the fluid or the um, pus sitting in the sinus. Um, Again, showing sinusitis and an infection. And what we have here with this horse in particular, this tooth, which was um, 208, um, the root here was basically infected. We had an apical root infection. And we removed that tooth. We uh, fleshed out the sinus, so drilled a hole into the horse's head, which sounds quite brutal, but actually it's, it's quite effective. Um, so you drill a hole and you flush out the sinus you treat them with antibiotics. And again, this horse massively improved. And I saw it the other day, it's going so much better now. None of these were in there, okay. Um, I don't know what Jim thought with this one, but anyway, this was, I think. Yeah, I think this was to talk about bitting. Um, my thoughts on bitting with donkeys, um, again, as I say, I'm not an expert by any means. Um, but, the, you know, and the principles we work on when we're talking to clients about bitting is that your bit is always a kind of addition to your aid, like you shouldn't be using it to give a severe aid by any means. So, you know, from our point of view, we, want to minim we wouldn't want a bit to be causing any kind of discomfort or pain. Something to note in donkeys is it's very common for them to have four wolf teeth, um, one in each dental arcade. Um, so that can be a factor when you're bitting. In theory, putting a bit in, they don't usually cause any problems, but it's just worth being aware that they're there. In horses, sometimes we remove wolf teeth um, for bitting. So those are my thoughts. And apologies for not recognising some of the x-rays because they did not come up. They're not on my slideshow, so I honestly don't know how they appeared over here. Um, and for my slightly waffly thoughts, but there we go. And if you have any questions, I will try to answer them. Thank you for listening. Keep munching, donk donks! <laughs>